This is the Gig Ready Podcast. This is it. Welcome back, everybody. We're here today, Gig Ready Podcast. Another outstanding topic that we're excited about. But before we do that, Joe, great to see you, buddy. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. It's a beautiful sunny day in Portland, Oregon, so we are we are in good shape. Awesome. I love that. Well, today, man, I'm excited to talk about health, wellness, and how to be road healthy, um, or at least try and get there. As we all know, being healthy on the road is incredibly challenging, and we're not just talking physically. We're talking mentally. We're talking emotionally, because ultimately, all three of those, from a health standpoint, tie in together into one nice package. Um, and if one of them is lacking, the other two definitely suffer. Um, and and Joe was kind enough to get in touch with somebody who really helped change his life a number of years ago, Dr. Jesse Butler, who is an expert in all things of helping keep us healthy. Doctor, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. Hey guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'm real excited to be here and share some information with your audience. So uh, Joe's going to kick us off today a little bit, and uh, we're just going to dive right in on how we can be more road healthy, man. So uh, let's go. So uh, so one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot this year, um, I had some health issues that that really took me down a pretty, uh, pretty crazy path. And um, it reminded me of about five years ago, um, I was I was on the road every other week. Um, I think I had a total of uh, four days off between January 1st and uh, the middle of July. And um, I was really just struggling. I had a lot of issues going on, both my gut, my joints. I was in a lot of pain. I was having back spasms. I was having all sorts of things going on. And, um, you know, my wife had had, uh, worked for a naturopathic doctor in her teens and, um, and was, is a big proponent of it. So, so I, I decided to, to look up somebody and I, I found Dr. Butler online and, and he had a, a pretty good video that, that laid out his program and what, what he does. So, um, so I, I picked up the phone and got on, in touch with him, told him, you know, hey, I'm running a business. I'm stressed out. I'm working my butt off. I'm on the road all the time. I'm in a plane, you know, uh, how, how do I get better? What, what, what could we do? And, and he, um, he took me down this path of, of uh, really taking hold of my own internal health, my, um, whether it be sleep, whether it be what I'm eating, how I'm eating it, um, even, even like how you shower uh, is there's, there's things that you can be doing, um, uh, hot and cold things to get blood flow going, um, reducing the inflammation in your body. And it, it changed my life. It, uh, I, I started that path in July of, of 2016 and I've never looked back. Um, I'm in a better place, both physically, mentally, um, part of, part of this, this program is all about uh, mental health as well. And, um, you know, everybody hates going to the doctor and talking to a nurse for 15 minutes and they put all your information in the computer and then you see the doctor for like 30 seconds and then they give you pills and send you on your way. Well, that's not how Dr. Butler works. He, he will uh, sit down with you and talk with you for an hour. 
um, about whatever's ailing you that day. And it's not just necessarily mental health stuff. It's, it's physical health. It's everything. And it's a, it's a full encompassing program that I would, uh, I would tell anybody to do. And I believe I've gotten a few clients in the process and you stole me a Subway sandwich for that. But, um, <laughs> so Dr. Butler, tell, tell us, tell us what your basic principles of wellness are and how we as touring professionals or people on the road who are doing, you know, sitting in a ballroom for hours on end, not necessarily getting a lot of exercise except for the load in and the load out, um, eating catering food, you know, you're being provided food uh, on site that isn't always the best healthy, you know, you're drinking tons of coffee to stay awake, you might have a cigarette habit, or you might have a bar habit after the show, you know, what are those things that we can be doing better to, to make us more gig ready uh, from a health and wellness standpoint? Thanks, Joe. Um, so yeah, I, I think that something that's always a value initially to to, uh, to understand prior to beginning your journey towards a you know improved place of health is is always uh, the initial value. And what I mean by that is that you know in order for something to change, you're going to have to change something. And while a lot of individuals have an awareness that you know, as you mentioned, some some habits or behaviors that they're in might not be of, of great value to their health. Um, when you start to approach a plan to change something, there's a, a benefit to sitting for a moment and thinking about, I like to say the feeling of what it would feel like to feel better, right? So whether that's in pain, whether that's in energy, whether that's in your emotional health, um, starting a direction with a feeling and sitting with that feeling is a big factor as you start to incorporate uh, decision-making. And the decision-making is always the fun part of, you know, these applications and, and different strategies that you can have, especially being on the road that you can apply to your health, um, you know, really pertaining to a result. You know, we want to get a result with your, with your hard work. I mean, I'm sure you guys are working tremendous hours, uh, sacrificing, you know, tremendous things in your life. I know mostly because you love it, um, but there is a word that we like to talk about called balance. And that's a, I think a very warm and fuzzy word. One that is uh, easily said, um, hard to uh, achieve per se, but balance yeah. sometimes is also what's, you know, it's elusive. It's like, well, you know, I, I want this, but I want to keep doing that. So that old saying, you know, can you have your cake and eat it too? And I, um, always in moderation. Always, that's what you always tell me. Yeah, I tell people that. I love the, this term even better. Everything in moderation, including moderation. So you're, you know, we're looking to find the, our own moderate amount in a moderate approach that really ties back to that vision, right? Like, I want to feel better. Well, you know, what does it even feel like to feel better? Because sometimes we just say that and then when the action comes, we're just, you know, we don't have it backed up with a feeling. So that, that's a really good initial strategy is get in the feeling, right? What does it feel like? Because you know what it feels like to be cranking hard, you know, at a concert, at an event, getting that endorphin rush. I mean, that's almost like a drug, I would say. Joe and I talked about it earlier. This is a concept called fight or flight that we get into when we're jamming hard. And it's attractive, yeah. but it will tear you down if you do not balance it right and by the time by the time i got by the time i got to you i'd been living on adrenaline for 20 years yeah and that's that's that was the root cause of all of my issues 
was because I was living on that drug of the audience and the things that we were doing and the cool places we're going. And, and, you know, it was exciting and it, it fueled me. I, I absolutely know that, but I was living in that fight or flight state. My adrenaline levels were just over the top. Hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, so absolutely. And, and I think it's important to understand that adrenaline, uh, like you said, it's not like a drug, it is a drug. And, and again, and that, that's, that's kind of a subjective word a little bit, but it hits the same, what are called, uh, you know, receptor sites as drugs, things like cocaine, things like heroin, all of that. So, um, so the, the concept is sometimes when you're in that state, as you mentioned, it, you almost will attract yourself back into decision making that maintains that state. So it's it's a very good aha moment that you had, Joe, that gave you a moment to be like, ah, oh, this might not be working for me, you know, and maybe I have to do something different to to change that. So. So the fun parts to start thinking about is that, you know, you can do something different. I mean, I know you guys are in a unique position with your work. As you mentioned, you're making decisions on the fly. It's a high energy state. It's not go home and think about what type of lights you're going to you know, put up or what type of application you're going to do. It's kind of like there's a demand to do it. Do it now. And shows it. in 20 minutes. Make shows a decision now. Minutes. Yeah, make it now and get it get it right or you're going to be called dipshit. Yeah, or you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, you're not coming back. Um, so so I, I think that that's another good concept, right, is that the better, you know, the better you feel, the better you do. Uh, yeah. and, and I always love to say to my patients, as I would say to you, even though I can only imagine in the entertainment industry, it is about perfection, but perfection is an illusion, you know, but you can be persistent enough that obviously if something slips, you can accommodate for it real quickly, right? So being improvisational in what you do ties a lot to your resource capacity. So there's a law of physics that I'd like to say to my patients is that energy is neither created nor destroyed. What that means is you've got what you've got in you to achieve the results that you're after. Now, if that energy is being supported and, um, you know, given the opportunity to work in an efficient manner, you can do pretty amazing things in your life. Whatever craft you do, you know, however you, you know, apply your energy, it can be very effective. But if you are being challenged with things that are influencing the effectiveness of that energy, such as your, your diet, right, your sleep routines, your, your elimination, your digestive function, your pain levels, even your thinking, um, all consumes resource. So if your resources are being used inefficiently, you can't show up to your best capacity and bring your best, which you, everyone knows that they got that best somewhere. It just has to be being supported. Yeah. Hmm. I th and I think, I think one of the things that, that I found is that whereas most of what you're talking about is all common sense. Yes. We don't have somebody who's, who's keeping us accountable for that common sense. We don't have somebody that, okay, I've got a, an appointment in three weeks with Dr. Butler and he's going to say, how's your nutrition? That's the first thing he always says. How's your nutrition? And I go, mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was on the road for like three weeks and I ate like crap, you know? And he's like, okay, you're home now though, right? All right. So make sure you're eating right for the next three weeks because your next gig is going to be, you know, miserable if you're not. 
Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's a really valuable concept. As I said before, there's this idea of progress, not perfection. So, you know, the challenges that uh, I've learned from my patients that have been on the road, I, I want to believe nothing's insurmountable. And I'm really going to try to give you some opportunities to apply things that can work. But it, it kind of feels a little bit insurmountable, you know, with with certain components. So, Again, we'll go through the specifics of that in a moment. But the idea, too, that, you know, again, when you're home, you can create a routine that's different than your routine on the road. And while that might not feel like it is, you know, hitting everything you want, that is an opportunity to rest and recharge, to rebuild your capacity, to, you know, put back into the bank your energy states that can give you the opportunity, again, to, to bring your best. And like you said, accountability is such an important concept in healthcare. And, you know, we do it a little bit, but I love to tell you two things. I, mostly in healthcare, we love to do fear-based motivation, fear accountability. If you don't do this, bad shit's gonna happen. <laughs> Right. So that's, uh, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. But that, that, that's called a, that's usually deemed as an authoritarian motivator and people inherently typically only motivate in an authoritarian way until whatever is, whatever is the uncomfortableness is gone. Right. So, you know, you're hurting, you better do this or it's going to get worse. Okay. No problem. I'll do whatever. So I always like to say, it's easy to get people feeling better. It's hard to keep people continuing to feel better. Um, easy to get people, you know, who aren't feeling well, feeling better. And then, you know, it's hard to keep them maintaining. But so, so the idea is that, you know, a lot of motivation though, remember comes from just inherent encouraging people, right. Just continuing to show up to it. You know, that's life. You got to keep showing up number one principle. Right. But, but being encouraging people, kind of the unconditional love rather than calling people out, you know, it's like, hey, remember, keep the feeling, keep the vision, keep showing up to it. That tends to be the a good motivator. It's a good kind of uh, co concept to keep in mind a self to rather than I'm just doing this so I don't get cancer, you know, or yeah, I don't right. get heart disease or I don't get chronic illness. And while that's good, it's important. Please remember, move in the other direction as well. I'm doing this because I can do a badass light show and I want people for a long time to see my craft. Like that is a different motivator than just doing something so that bad stuff doesn't happen, okay? Um, so you brought up nutrition. I think nutrition is such a fabulous place to just maybe start talking about the concepts of health because as we've all learned at some point in our lives, food is our best medicine. It's either our best medicine or our slowest poison. So, uh, <laughs> so food, food, right? I mean, it, it, it's so. I, I always like to again say this. It's so, it's so simple, but it's obviously just a bear. You know, it's so hard because you know culturally and in in the way we roll, we just aren't that thoughtful about nutrition or the food we put in our bodies. Um, but the concepts of, of, of easiness is that, you know, we like the idea, you know, if, if, if nature made it, eat it. If man made it, don't eat it. You know, this idea of like, you know, we're supposed to be eating predominantly vegetables and fruits and, and meats and hunter gatherer. Stuff. It's hunter gatherer stuff. It's not hard. I mean, it's hard in application, but it's simple. I mean, whole food nutrition is the name of the game. Now, depending mm -hmm. upon if you have different types of health concerns, you got to narrow the margin a little bit, but for general application, right? You show up and there's a basket of fries and you show up and there's some, you know, carrots and ranch. While ranch might not be awesome, the carrots are better than the fries. Yeah. And while that simplicity 
is is available it, it's just sometimes again really buying in that that choice actually matters i mean does it really matter if i have the fries or the carrots and it's Hard to understand that because, as you said, Joe, doctors rarely emphasize the importance of nutrition. It's kind of a like a poo-pooed thing. We're like, yeah, it kind of matters, but not really because we're gonna, you know, give you these prescriptions or do this procedure, and that's really what's gonna, you know, help you. Right. So, I uh, so I, I've treated, like I mentioned, you know, a few folks who travel. You know, the catering thing is is no joke. It's it's available. They make it convenient, obviously, because you guys are busy. Um, and I've, I've asked people before, it's like, well, tell the caterer to give you something different. And like, that works. Most of the time, it does not work. <laughs> yeah, it can. I mean, if you, if, if you yeah, do it in right. advance, um, yeah. you know, I've been on shows where we've been able to do that, but <clears throat> they had to plan it out. You can't just right. assume that someone can pivot on a moment's notice. You know, my producer might say, hey, we can do this today. Uh, because they have it available and we prepared for vegetarian or we prepared for vegan or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, and, 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 and you're right. Sorry to interrupt Joe, but the, you know, the idea is advocating, right. And planning um, rarely anything in life that occurs, you know, spontaneously that creates high success. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, planning is always the, you know, the part that will breed a state of success. It's just, again, the effort to do it and, and the buy-in that it matters. Well, and you, you had said something earlier about uh, habits. You know, when you get to a city or you get to your destination on a traveling show, um, you know, everybody had their habits. You know, some people would go exercise. Some people would go immediately unpack. Other people would go straight to the bar. Um, you know, and I... I did kind of a combination of the three of those things. Um, but one of the things that you taught me was go to a Whole Foods and buy your snacks for the week. That changed my life. I would go buy hard, hard boiled eggs. I'd go buy, you know, nuts and seeds and uh, things that I can eat while I'm sitting at my, my console when, you know, things are, things are not really going and we're not getting fed and I'm hungry and, you know, so I changed that habit about myself and that made a huge difference, you know, and not necessarily drinking that 12th cup of coffee <laughs> you know, to rot you out later on. Yeah. So well, again, that, that, that is, I'm glad you brought that up because it is such a, it's such an easy application, even though it's hard to get into the routine of it, that, that that's always a reminder to individuals that you have options. You know, uh, it's sometimes awareness is always the first step. You know, you have to become aware of it and then apply it. But yeah, you know, most of the towns you're going to go to are going to have a Whole Foods there, or they're going to have some, t any grocery store, really Whole Foods is great, because there's more options in line with types of things that we like. But, you know, showing up buying some hard, you know, hard boiled eggs prepackaged or rotisserie chicken, baby carrots, you know, some cucumbers, uh, you know, and, and you can buy Whole Foods, Whole Fruits, vegetables, proteins, and you carry that stuff around with you bring it back to your hotel, you know, eat before you go. I have, again, a few music musicians I treat that do that and they bring a cooler with them. You know, they pack it all up when they get there and they'll, you know, shuttle that around with them. And, and by no means, again, is there's this concept of perfection, but it's a, it's a net gain that you start creating when you start putting your intention and effort into that concept of prevention, you know, so it's preventative mindset. It's going to give me application and benefit. Um, and it's, well, again, so ease of access has also become uh, 
access to whole foods has become much simpler yeah. in the last five, five to 10 years. You know, 10 years ago, it was hard to find organic stuff. It was hard to find, you know, this, that, and the other, but now it's, it's pretty easy. You can buy, you can buy hard boiled eggs in the, in the airport at Portland international airport on your way out. There's a little, there's a little kiosk there where you can buy like carrots and all sorts of stuff. I buy, I'll pack up my bag before I even get on the plane in case I can't get to a supermarket. Yeah. So it, it's become a lot easier to be healthy in a, in, in this environment. Well, and I, I personally, something I've noticed is a lot of times, anytime someone tells me they want to get healthy, um, but then out of the other side of their mouth, they say, well, if only catering would do X and, Back to what we were talking about before, ultimately it comes down to taking responsibility for that that time and saying, okay, what could I do that would be different? And But first you have to recognize, as you said, Dr. Butler, you have to recognize the fact that there even is a problem and then you can take responsibility for it and say, what could I do differently? And even be willing to explore what that might look like versus, oh, well, they just... You know, they only gave us leaf lettuce and that was it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then once that responsibility is taken, now it's on you to say, okay, what should I do differently? And then go out and educate yourself to know what to do differently. Like you said, Joe, you pick up your, your hard boiled eggs, you pick up you, you know, your nuts and your snacks that aren't covered in chocolate or, uh, you know, full of sugar or other things like that, that may cause you to not get where you want to go as fast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think there's such a, you know, again, it's like, what what's going to initiate that person to take that first step to, like you said, the the awareness. And, and I think part of this podcast is to try to drop some dimes here of, <laughs> of ideas that will be a motivator to your, you know, your audience to, to, to sit with information for a moment, think about it, and then take that take that step to, to, again, and the goal is to have a, an observable, predictable effect. You know, like when I, when I get the hard boiled eggs and carrots and some turkey slices and I eat those on my flight, you know, to LA, I, I roll off that plane a little bit different than when I'm, you know, have a couple, couple whiskey sodas and eat three bags of potato chips. Like when I roll into the event site, excuse me, I'm coming with a different energy than when I'm coming, you know, off of this type of fuel. And it's really, you know, that effort and initial energy to put in. And I love this saying that says, you know, either put your time and energy into wellness now, or you're going to put the time and energy into illness later. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that preventative mindset. and, And I like to say the universe knows people's path. I'm sure we all know someone who's, you know, drank a fifth of whiskey a day and smoked a pack of cigarettes and you know they're at some point in their life healthy as an not. ox what's that <laughs> and healthy as an ox and healthy as an ox right so <laughs> and that gets back to a whole other point if we have time we can go into is how well you eliminate things so part of health is how much you're accumulating the other part is how well you can get rid of it so usually those those people that are are doing all of that can eliminate pretty well where others who can't tend to get more influenced and affected with with those decisions so um so yeah, the awareness, like I said, nutrition is such a great place to start. Um, it's usually always available from an idea of options that you can start choosing to do. You know, it's great to also take some time, maybe when you're not on tour to do like a, 
a fast, you know, or not a fast. I'm not actually a big proponent of fasting, but like a detox or, you know, some component where you're staying away from certain things and you're doing other things and you give yourself an opportunity to see that you can feel better. Because again, a lot of this is really up in our heads initially, like, yeah, I know I should do it. But until you feel it, you know, if you can feel it and see it and believe it, you can achieve it. So you got to feel it, you know, and um, sometimes taking a moment to, to commit to a plan to get an effect is always a valuable opportunity to buy in to these principles that, that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and I think also there's, there's taking account of yourself. I mean, right now is an awesome time. We've all pushed the reset button, right? We had to sit on our couch doing nothing. So I learned a lot about how I feel when I'm not at work, when I'm not stressed, when I'm not, you know, in this, this zone. So now anytime something creeps in or I have something I have to do, I can feel that adrenaline kick. I can feel it like, so I've, I've taken kind of a, 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 an accounting of those feelings and how I feel better or how I feel worse, depending on the outside forces and the stresses of life and whatever. So I'm getting ready myself for that moment when we're back on tour or we're back on a plane every day and we're in a bus and we're doing 18 hour days. I know I'm not going to feel that same way that I did sitting on my couch. It's going to be way elevated and way worse. And, and so now I'm trying to figure out those things that I can do to bolster myself up, de-stress while I'm on the road, while I'm in that, that fight or flight state and how I can calm myself down, how I can eat right and feel good, even though I'm doing this really crazy job, you know, being in the circus. Yeah. And I think that that, um, you know, as you mentioned, it's, you know, it seems like with where a lot of your, uh, um, you know, the, the workers are right now, you said kind of gearing back up into, you know, the event season and you guys are going to start hitting hard is that, you know, taking this opportunity to gain some traction and the, there really is a value of having contrast, right? You know, that when I do this, this is what shows up for me. When I do this, this is what shows up for me. And it's really not inherently so that you never have adversity or you never feel discomfort. It's so that you have a path or a road with an awareness of where you can get back to and you, you know, buy into the concepts that I have, I have some control over that. I actually have quite a bit of control over it. You know, I can start changing this or doing this while it might not have as much effect while you're spending those 18 hour days in the bus. Um, it, it by no means is it not going to be helpful or beneficial. And it keeps con this concept of muscle memory, cellular memory, emotional memory. It keeps you in the reality of this alternate effect that you can have. So when you have a moment to break or when you have a moment, you know, away from tour, you can kind of gear back into your routine, rebuild capacity in your system, recharge and get ready for your next, you know, your next show. Um, so I think a few things that might be helpful for us to discuss too, are just some other tangible applications of things that you can be doing. Um, we touched on supplementation. Supplementation is such a valuable principle, but I always want to remind people health is not in the bottle. Health is in your decision-making. 
So do not get um, confused by the fact that if you take this supplement or you take this drug, that that is what will create health in your body. Health is achieved um, per decision-making and the influence of rhythms of nature that help us improve physiology and function. So one of those that I love to talk about that I think is gaining traction is the concept of breathing. So simple, so easy in, in, in application, so hard because we breathe all day long unconsciously. There's a great new book out called Breathe, I think by James Nestor, um, if you're interested more in it. But Joe and I were talking about and what we discussed earlier, this idea of fight or flight. Remember, your breath is one of your best tools that you have to balance the state of fight or flight in your body, to achieve an upregulation of what's called the parasympathetic nervous system and this concept of rest and digest. So if you're getting you know, hyped up into a fight or flight state, remember you can do 10 conscious breaths, which is like, I like what's called rhythmical breathing where you're just breathing into a, a high point and then breathing out to a low point and then just cycling that. There's something called box breathing, um, lots of different breathing techniques that you can do uh, that really, again, helpful application. So nutrition, breathing, sleep is another huge one. I can only imagine sleep is a nightmare <laughs> for, for you guys. <laughs> no, man, we sleep eight and a half hours a night. It's so relaxed. You know, we've got the lavender you spray on your pillow. I mean, it's- We're in those heavenly beds. That's right, uh, yes. <laughs> Every night. Yeah, so so I, I think it's important to have fun with this and point out where, you know, where your obstacles are. Sleep is such a valuable tool, but one that obviously gets, you know, influenced just per your your physical locations and where you are. But remember, rest is, is, is important. And sleep is, I like to say, sleep some of our best meditation. So sometimes we forget the importance of how, what sleep applies. But remember, meditation is another tying into the breath principle just a moment to calm the mind. You know, I love to tell you this too. Our number one addiction that we have in this world is not to drugs, it's not to alcohol, it's not to sex, it's not to money, it's to our thinking. That is our number one addiction. We are addicted to our thoughts and our thinking. So the benefit of calming your thinking, getting into what's called a present state of consciousness, which you can use your breath as a method to do that, is another significant, I'm telling you, it will have more influence on your health than anything in a bottle. It's extremely difficult because we are only full steam ahead of keeping us in a stimulated state and a thinking state, which again, thinking's not bad. It's just all balance. But keep that in mind. You know, your understandings of getting to a place of presence using breath. Exercise is another real valuable one that I'm sure everybody kind of knows about. But remember, exercise doesn't have to be going to the gym to see your trainer an hour a day. Exercise can be stretching. So you're in a hotel room, 80 floors up, and you're gonna have to leave in 20 minutes. And you didn't, you know, you can stretch for five minutes. Remember, you can move your body through range of motion. You yeah. can do some, you know, wall sits, you can do some planks, you can do a push-up. Uh, as as unattractive as that is. Or two or three or ten. Or, or two, 25. three or yeah, of course. <laughs> right? I mean, but it's it, this stuff, as I mentioned, where you can find the most power in your health is tangible it, it's, it's a, or it's available. It's just applying it. And yeah. I, and, but it's hard, you know, don't doubt the difficulty of it, but 
you know, the things in life that are worthwhile and lasting are, are extremely difficult. So, it, well, and, it's, they, it's, and they take mindset shift, you know, like you said, it's, you're right. You're in your hotel room. You may not have time to throw on your, you know, your workout clothes and get all the way down to the gym, but then suddenly you've got an extra 15 minutes, you know, is it better to spend that? Oh, well, you go down and you're 15 minutes early than being 15 minutes early. So you're in the ballroom 30 minutes early and you're just sitting on your butt or you take that 15 minutes, that 10 minutes and you pause, you spend a little bit of time, whether it's, you know, meditating, breathing, or it's the stretching, it's the, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get my muscles and my body moving. Cause I know I'm not going to be moving for the next 12 hours today as I'm waiting on everybody to do their rehearsals in the show. And, um, but understanding that there's, that that's not a bad way to go. I think a lot of times people are very like, because we've been psychologically trained to believe that workout is one way, like you said, going to the gym and, and, and with a trainer, you know, for whatever reason, our mind has been taught that where if we flip that upside down and say movement is movement. And if it's just a, you know, a 45 minute walk at the end of the day, that is better than, you know, sitting in the bar for 45 minutes, your body is now moving and actively making change, whether even if it's little incremental steps. And in, in the age of information too, you know, YouTube is amazing for being able to find, you, you type in hotel room workout, yeah. you will find a full body workout that will kick your ass on, on YouTube. You know, um, I bring bands with me. I do a lot of, of range of motion things with my shoulders and my, uh, all the things that I, the joints that I have issues with. Um, I've been doing physical therapy for, for, for 20 years. Um, so I, I carry that stuff in my suitcase and, you know, close it on the closet door and start, start working on my, my shoulders or whatever. Um, so there's, there's more than enough information out there for you to access and change that habit. That was my biggest thing is, you know, to me, the hotel room was always that place after the end of the long 18 hour day, you know, fall to the floor, fall to the bed, whatever, turn on CNN, see that, make sure that the world wasn't ending and then go to bed, you know, and, and then rinse, repeat. And, and the, the hotel room became not a place of, of exercise or of meditating or any of those. So I had to change those habits in myself uh, to make that a, a, a routine every time I come into to my hotel room. It wasn't about doing those things. It was about taking care of myself again. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that is, you know, it's great to have that testimonial joke because you've been, you know, you've done it, you've been in it. And, and I always love to tell people if, you know, if you, if you can do it, Joe, <laughs> if anybody can do it, I am a total fuck up. I'm an absolute fuck up. If anybody can do it, you can do it too. You know, but, but, but that encouragement, right. It's like, if that guy can do it, I can do it. Exactly. You know? and, and I, and I think a good thing that you can attest to, right. Is that sometimes obviously in, in health, especially, I think this is how we roll in our medicine is this idea of doctor fix me. And, you know, I think that's one concept to start kind of learning your relationship with is that a lot of these things we're discussing aren't necessarily about, you know, fixing something, right? It's about applying a direction that, you know, feels maybe more authentic to you, right? It, it fills you up a little bit more as hard as it is, or, you know, is, and, and I love the idea too, this isn't about never going to the bar, Right. You know, you can go to the bar and have a drink, but, 
but it's about these other applications that that just feel more you know it, it feels more in line with you know sustainability and and like wow this feels good because you know I, like i said i can only imagine your profession while things might change i think it's a profession that's hard but one that's like wow we love doing this it's really fun you know it's yeah we get to come to work and have a good time but it's hard and and it's it's kind of in that world where you got to take care of yourself if you want to have longevity in it or you'll get washed out and the next person will replace you and you know, I think encouraging a, an idea of like, this isn't to fix something, it is to sustain it and show up to it. And with, with a, again, a value that this is feels good and I can, you know, I can give back and perform my craft. So, so I think again, remember, so nutrition, breathing, sleep, movement, meditation, supplementation, as I mentioned before, while it's not, the power's not there, it's still highly valuable. Um, there's so much supplements out there. It's such a hard place to initially start. And, you know, I mean, the idea of like a multivitamin is good, but, you know, they're, they're high, you know, lower hanging fruit, I guess we can say, you know, things that really have a lot of impact, things like vitamin D, probiotics, essential fatty acids, you know, vitamin C is, is one, I mean, stuff you've heard of all this stuff and, you know, is it applicable? Like, absolutely. It's applicable. Um, it's just remembering it's, it's a tool in your toolbox, one that has to be applied in context and one that you shouldn't chase. You know, I don't know how it is. I'm sure in your industry, there's always the next technology, but there's also like, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's maybe some like predictable ways you do lighting though too, right? Like you kind of do it this way and it, it, it has an influence and effect and you can add stuff to it and get, you know, I, I, I think the technology is different, but in, in the way the body works in health, it's like, remember the design is the design in the body. Right. You, you, you just work with the design and you can create huge potential. So you're trying not to chase to like something like, oh, I just found this new good supplement. It makes me stay up all night and I don't have to sleep. It's like, oh. I think I think it was you. I think it was you that said this to me and it it stuck with me ever since was like 95 percent of the ailments in the body is because of an inflammation of some kind or another. Correct whether it's cancer because is, you know, is, is an inflammation that starts in some cell and then it turns into a cancer. You know, if you have a, a joint problem, it's an inflammation. If you have a headache, it's an inflammation. It's always inflammation. And so those things that, that you can reduce or eliminate from your diet that will cause that inflammation is going to benefit you like a million fold. Yeah. If, if and, you can do it the, the right way, if you can yeah. find the right formula. Absolutely. And, and, and let's, you know, I think inflammation is such a powerful word that I think is gaining more awareness. But remember, inflammation is body reaction. What that means, right, is every time something comes into your system, the body has to respond to it. That's an inflammatory process. And that, you know, that's either a minor thing or a major thing. You know, you go and eat, you know, fettuccine and have a glass of wine, a piece of cheesecake and some French bread. There's a lot more inflammatory reaction that's going to come from your body's need to digest, metabolize and eliminate that. You go and have salad, some chicken on it, some soda water and bitters, much less inflammatory state is going to occur in your body when you make that choice. So inflammation is the driving reaction that causes what's called decompensation to happen physiologically. And as things decompensate more, as you mentioned, then more adversity will show up out of the genetic code. This is this whole idea of 
nature versus nurture or epigenetics. Sometimes people think, well, my dad had cancer, my mom had cancer, my brother had cancer, I'm getting cancer. It's like, well, it's a pretty good chance you'll get cancer if you do what they did, you know, per, per se. Now, you can't control everything, but you can be observant of things that influence inflammation that can drive chronic illness. And if you start making choices to reduce your inflammation load, such as changing your diet, which is huge, or like I said, sleep, you know, hydration, uh, the hydrotherapy you mentioned, ending your showers with 30 seconds of cold water as wakes you up, boy. <laughs> you know, but and for some of your viewers, or you guys may know, there's a guy named Wim Hof, the Iceman. He's bringing that to, you know, to the forefront. Um, I'm sitting in my sauna right now. I just put a bathtub outside, so I'm I'm bringing it into my home. Uh, but but it's just remember, it's contrast. We've grown in our world to become very stagnant, right? Um, we like warmth. We like to not be provoked. Remember, life is created through contrast, through motion and movement. I learned this from a, uh, one of my patients who grows grapes. He says, some of the best grapes in the world are grown on a side of a cliff that gets hammered with rain and, you know, these weather patterns and then sun. And so it's this contrast that keeps the potential of the system high. Yeah. So yeah. that's another like great concept. Do things that do more things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. The more uncomfortable something is, the better it is for you per, per se. So cold water on your body, real good. Moves your blood, lowers your inflammation. Well, eating the, broccoli. Eating broccoli. Uncomfortable, yes. Eat it. <laughs> well, Just and, do it. And the pushback. You know, I actually had a very good conversation with my son this morning about how I want to see him not go through many of the things that I went through when I was a kid, the challenges, the things that I fought and faced and, and weren't able to overcome until much later in life. And so I'm going to push back on him when there are things that I know are going to help him in the long term, when I know there are things that are going to help him. And so that pushback, you know, the contrast, the challenge, the, you know, when someone says, does it have to be done that way? They're not attempting to make something personal as if you're, you know, stupid or an idiot. They're merely pushing back because their perspective is different. And for us, being able to listen and absorb that and not immediately reject it will cause us to be better in the long term, even if it's a bad idea or it's not the right idea for that scenario or that situation um, to just throw things away out of happenstance or out of habit because they're a challenge to what we're used to doing is really only um, extending our comfort and not allowing us to grow into something different. Um, if I'm understanding the concept that you're, that you're talking about, Dr. Yeah. Butler. And, and you're, you're 100% correct. And it, I'll be honest, when I first started working with Dr. Butler, uh, it was challenging. You know, I, I had to change a lot of eating habits and a lot, cause you know, it's back then I could eat what I wanted and I didn't worry about it. And I could stay up as late as I wanted and I could drink as much as I wanted. I can do whatever the hell I wanted, but you know, in your thirties, that starts to slow down and things change. So, and then so you turned 40. Just, well, and then I turned 40 and now I'm 45. But, you know, just changing those habits was, was really hard. Um, you know, even though your mind tells you every time you look at a salad bar, you go, oh, well, there's a cheeseburger over there. I'm going to hit that. You know, it's, it's telling yourself, no, I'm going to have the salad. 
I'm going to start with a salad and whatever I have left, then maybe I'll have a half of a cheeseburger instead. And just, just having that, that moment of clarity to tell yourself to do the right thing is really hard to do. But once you do it, you'll feel so much better. It's yeah. like putting crappy gas in a, in a Ferrari. You would never put crappy gas in a Ferrari. If you want to perform at a high level, you have to put good fuel in. Yeah. What goes and in? It's exact same, exact yeah. same process. Input equals output, hundred yeah. percent. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it, it all comes together. Um, so, real quick here for the the last couple of minutes, Doctor Butler, I wanted to take a minute and just talk about mindfulness and kind of wrap this all up in a nice, neat package when it comes to. Um, how people can be more mindful where they are that you were talking about earlier about coming into the present, being in the present and not, you know, cause your mind is the greatest. I, I loved what you said. Your mind is our absolute greatest addiction and you're a hundred percent right. And I may have just completely misquoted that, but, um, that we do, we get stuck, you know, in our head all the time. I do it with my family. I'm not present. I do it with my friends. I'm not present. Like we're so stuck on thinking to ourselves about ourselves around ourselves. Um, how can we, you know, it, it, yes, this is way more than a two minute conversation. This is a whole other episode. Yes, you know, know that, right? But, but <laughs> just from a practical, from a very, I guess, like just at the beginning of, of, how can we get ourselves out of that and become more mindful of where we are in the moment to be there with those people and not down the road or back in the past? Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, what one, just, we have a few minutes. Application is always important. Remember your breath is probably one of the best tools that you have that can momentarily, you know, pull you out of your thinking. As you mentioned, I love to tell people this anxieties in the future, depressions in the past pieces in the present. So our goal is to get to a place of present to, you know, kind of grow roots there to see where our potential is and what kind of reality that can breed for us. So breath, wonderful to help us achieve that. Um, I love the idea though, too, that, you know, you know, mindfulness is not something that you have to get to. It's already there. So that's always, I think we have this idea that what do I have to do to get there? It's like, it's already there. Everything you're looking for is already there. Are you willing to sit for a moment in that place of discomfort to allow it to, to cultivate? You know, can you point it out? You know, where can I, you know, sit in my present state and just let it be without the need to have to allow it to you know, gain traction or, you know, sometimes that's another mind, like, okay, I got to get mindful. It's like, just by leading in that direction, you're starting to move away from a, a possibility that's already there, if that, that makes sense, right? So, um, like I said, application-wise, breath is good. There's a new concept called forest bathing, like go in the forest, you know, touch a tree, you know, touch something get out into nature. Yeah. Get out in nature. Touch something that is not thinking, because that is the the energy that we are after. There's something else called grounding. I should tell you about this real quick. Grounding is where you like walk barefoot on the ground. And we are we are in you know, we we have energy that flows through us. It's a real thing. 
We're supposed to get grounded to the earth. This is really good. If you don't sleep well, I think I feel like I should tell your, your demographic this. You can get grounding mats. Go to earthing.com. You're sleeping 84 floors up in a hotel. You can you can ground. You plug a sheet into the wall and it grounds. It helps you sleep better. So I thought that's interesting. Huh. But but the idea of you know get into nature. As Joe said, nature is nature is designed to help us stay in that present moment. Um, and you know, I think from an application that you know, that there's value there, but, but just to kind of end on it, the, I just love the concept to remind people that if you've heard this, everything you want, again, is in front of you or everything you want is on the other side of fear or, you know, to be mindful, to be present is it's available. It's there. It just hasn't been tended to, you know, it's kind of like if you have children, you got to tend to them to create something. If you have a garden, you got to tend to it to create it. So, tending to a place of, of, of presence um, is possible. And, and it's, again, more tangible than we think. And how do we do it? I would say just start with your breathing. Just focus on doing your breathing. Like I said, we could spend another, I'd love to be invited back to spend another you know, time talking about you know, our mind is medicine. And, and like I said, our thoughts are our biggest addiction. And, um, but I, uh, but just keep that in mind. It's, it, it's possible. It's there. It, it, it's achievable. And I, uh, um, and, and I love to tell you this and you're worth it. You know, I, I feel corny, you know, it's a corny concept. I've bought into it now, but to remind people like you actually are worth it to, to work on that stuff. Like, absolutely. Well, yeah. this year, this year, if nothing else has taught us that, right. Yeah. Like if we didn't care, we would have just gone out and got COVID and died. If you weren't worth it, you wouldn't have sat in your house for 15 months. Sure. Yeah. You know, so now take that time to get better, get healthy, do those things now. So that way we're all rocking hard when we get back on the road, you yeah. know, and well, you can take it, you can take the beating because you've found those tools that you can, you can utilize and feel better and not feel like a bag of ass, you know? <laughs> and that's very true. And I think that coming back and having another episode and a discussion about our health mentally uh, controlling the mind, the, the, the addiction of the mind would be an outstanding, an outstanding episode to have because really he's right. I mean, if we can control what's between our ears, everything in our life gets better. I mean, it really does. Um, and, and that's something that I've been very conscious of over the last six to eight months because, I mean, no, I mean, COVID beat everybody in our industry down. It, it just, I mean, honestly, it was like a jackhammer pounding you into the ground one day after another, especially, you know, March through June as everything through 2021 like canceled. And it's like every day something new happens, changing and going away and nonstop. And it's like and it really is. It was just, you know, for me, it was it was just a pounding. And thankfully, now we're starting to see you know, sprouts of life and new, and new, new growth happening. Um, but man, there was a long time where I was just, you know, I'd sit around saying, are, is this even worth continuing? Should I just give up and move on? And thankfully I didn't. And I'm glad that, that we're going to move on from that. But there were moments that I'm not, I'll be the first to admit that there were days where I was like, wow, this really, really sucks. Um, 
and and I don't know what to do about it. And so I just got to keep trudging on. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. And, and Dr. Butler, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for taking the time. Hopefully everybody grabs some really great nuggets out of that to help them live a better life as they get back out on the road. Well, thank you, Jordan and Joe Mack. I, it was really a pleasure to come speak to you guys and your audience. And uh, yeah. give us your give us your plug. We he's a mile down the road from me, so uh, Northwest yeah. Natural Medicine. Yeah, uh, North, that, that's the name of my clinic, Northwest Natural Medicine, uh, nwnaturalmedicine.com. Um, and yeah, I do mostly, uh, you know, um, in office stuff. Uh, we do do some remote work. Uh, our, our license prevents us from really doing too much remote work outside of the state. But I guarantee you, if you look around, there are people around you that are willing to start working with you to support your health, whether that's a naturopathic doctor, whether that's an acupuncturist, a chiropractor. I, I want to believe your medical doctor. And, and what I want to tell you too, if there's not demand it, you know, yeah. start advocating for yourself to go, Hey, you know, while I get that drug might help me, like what else can I do to start taking some control over my health? And, you know, if we demand, as we know, more of things, more potential of possibility and change can take place. And uh, so I, I, of course, I'm always open for business, but um uh, I, I will mostly advocate for you to take a step towards putting people around yourself that can that can help you improve you, work on you, and support you uh, in in a direction of I'd like to say authenticity. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate that, and we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Well, you guys have a wonderful day, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you uh, on tour at a show. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Butler. Tickets have a on great us. Day. That's right. All right, All right. All right guys. Go. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Road Healthy is something that each of us should be looking to do every single day. Not for us, but for those around us, because every choice that we make has such a huge impact on the people we work with, the people we are around, and who we become as we grow and as we get older. I encourage you to take some time, assess and evaluate your health, Find things that you can do better to live a better and healthier life. And also, let everybody know about Gig Ready. Tell them it's helping you become a better professional and rock out today as the event industry gets right back to work. We'll talk to you soon and see you next time. Yeah.